Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. All right. Hey, great to see everybody. Glad you're here for our series on prayer that we have been calling God Box. And uh, that prayer you just saw, probably the most familiar prayer in the world, the Lord's Prayer. And today we're going to look at a pattern for prayer that Jesus taught his followers. And uh, prayer is actually gaining in popularity. I don't know if you know this, but surveys show on any given Sunday, only 25% of Americans attend church. But on any given day, over 75% of people say they pray. So, so people praying outpaces actually attending church. And it's kind of interesting to me. Even the atheists, did you hear about this? The atheists have gotten in on the prayer movement. The atheists now have a prayer hotline. You call the atheist prayer hotline, and apparently it just rings and rings and rings and nobody answers. I just... <laughs> Sorry, atheists, my bad. Uh, hey, let's jump right in here, okay? The Lord's Prayer is found in two places in the Bible. It's Matthew 6 and Luke 11, and here's the context for this, okay? Luke 11 says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, what's the word? It says, teach us to pray. And this is very interesting because the disciples knew all sorts of prayers. As a Hebrew boys, they would have memorized dozens, if not hundreds of prayers that they recited, kind of like we go through, our Father who are in heaven, that sort of thing. But they watched Jesus praying, and they said, we notice something different. Jesus leaves the house early, goes off by himself, and he prays to Abba, and, and there's this thing that happens in him, and then Jesus would return from praying, and what happens, right? Casting out demons, miracles, dead people raised from the dead. He's like, there's this power that flows through Jesus when he prays. So we want to Pray like that, Lord. Can you teach us? And it's a beautiful request, and it really is the prayer of our church over this uh, prayer challenge. For 30 days, we're saying, Holy Spirit, teach us to pray in a new way with power, with perseverance. And Jesus is the perfect teacher because the response he gives, what he tells his disciples here, this is well known. Now, the Lord's Prayer that follows in in, in Matthew is actually an abbreviated version. So I want to look at the full text here uh, in, in Matthew 6. Jesus answered this then, is how you should pray. Let's say it together. Ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now just stop right there because in Matthew, that's where the prayer ends. But if you look in the footnotes there, you'll see some later manuscripts also record the final verse that says, for yours is the what? The kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, Lord's Prayer. How many of you could say this prayer by by heart? You've already memorized this. Yeah, the majority of people, even if you haven't been to Mass in like, you know, 15 years, you you sort of know this prayer. And today I want to like challenge your familiarity. Because it's too easy to kind of go through the motions of prayer. We say the same thing. We say, oh, God, you know, could you bless our food and give us our daily bread? Jesus gives in this prayer a pattern for prayer that is a lot more full and robust than I think some of our shopping lists that we give God every day. Notice first that Jesus says, actually, you've got to address who you're talking to. It's your Father in heaven, hallowed. Hallowed means holy. Holy is your name. So the idea, Jesus says, is first you've got to understand who you're talking to. 
And before he's your father, he is the Lord of the cosmos. He's your creator. He is dominant over all creation. He's in heaven. You're on earth. He's the creator. You're the creature. He's exalted far above you. Yet at the same time, understand he is your father. Your Abba is the word we learned last week. Abba means daddy. He is personal and loving. So God's transcendent. He's way up there, but he's also imminent. He is right here. Even if you didn't have an earthly father who blessed and loved and cared for you, you can be reparented by your father God, your Abba. When you receive Christ, he adopts you in his spiritual family, and then all the blessings of your heavenly father are yours. It's a beautiful name by which to call God. Um, many of you were touched last week when we touched on this kind of Abba idea that, that, that God rejoices over you. He delights over you. Even if you've never had an earthly parent who blessed you, maybe they were distant, God is very, very close, and you've been adopted in his family. So when you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it's a declaration of trust. Father, I believe you know best. I'm your child, and you know what is best for me as your son or daughter, and so I want your deal, what's in heaven, to be down here on earth. Bring reality, God reality. I surrender my life to your will. It's not my deal, God, but I want your rule and your reign in my heart. And that's, that's the, the prayer. And notice here that then Jesus says, and then after that, you can give God your request. Give us today our what? Our daily bread. In other words, notice the pattern Jesus sets up here. He says, first, it's all about God, actually. It's about praising your Father in heaven for who he is before pouring out your request. And the question is, why in that order? Because the reality is, to put us in the right frame of mind to tell God about our needs, first we have to get a picture of his grandeur and his awesomeness. And that's challenging, because let's be honest, a lot of times our prayers are a little bit more like shopping lists, right? At this point, you probably have dozens of prayers in your prayer box, and my guess is a lot of them are like, Lord, please heal so-and-so. Lord, please give me direction. Lord, I need a job. It's gimme, 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 right? In fact, I saw a, no, a, a number of prayer boxes online this week on like Instagram and Facebook. Let me show you some of my favorites. Um, this person made a box. They like took notes from the whole sermon and C.S. Lewis quotes and verses. They put them on their God box. I was like, that's an incredible work of art. This box is, is I enjoy. Uh, this is like the Thor box. Look at this one. You're going to like this. Dear God, and you see Thor. Just to be clear, it's a God box, not a demigod box, okay? That's just very clear about that. Uh, this one is kind of psychedelic. I don't know what they were having when they were making that. Uh, this one's a collage. Look at this. She kind of got artsy. She cut out like different magazines and stuff and put different lyrics and verses around their God box. But let me show you my favorite. This is the best God box of all time. Look at this. So New Jersey, right? It's like a pizza prayer box, a little slice of heaven. And then, she, and then he writes, taste and see that the Lord is good. How great is that? God always delivers, man. That one, I'm like, I would go to that God box very frequently. You know, it's, I love that. I also saw somebody's God box with this little note on it. You see, it says their family prayer God box. But then it says, not a Christmas wish list, okay? So I pinged them. I said, why did you put that note on it? And it was, a, it was a mom who has three kids under the age of nine. And she said, well, here's the problem. She goes, we put the God box on our kitchen table. And everybody, all my little girls, they're all putting their, their, their requests in. I just see them. They're dropping all every day. They're dropping more and more things. And so she opens them up and they're like, dear God, give me a pet rabbit. Dear God, I want a scooter. Dear God, one more puppy. And she said, there's all these selfish little greedy requests. And she's like, you got to understand the kids. This is not a Christmas wish list. It's a God box. And I thought, you know what? Adults need that reminder too, <laughs> don't we, right? The, the heart of prayer 
is not just bombarding God with a shopping list of requests, telling him, yeah, do this, go do this, do this. I want this, I want this, I want this. Parents, how would you feel if your child only communicated with you when they want something? Some of you are like, I have a teenager, dude. I know exactly what that's like, right? It's not just rude. It misses the father's heart because the pattern of prayer that Jesus gives in the Lord's Prayer is much more balanced. It is holistic, and that's what I want you to see today. Notice the first three requests that Jesus says he always prays are actually about God. He says, our Father in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, your, your, your. It's all about you, God. I'm actually coming in your presence, and I'm actually lifting my eyes from my my problems to your character. I want this to be all about you. That's the posture of prayer. The first half is actually about your Abba. Then it shifts in the second half of the prayer. Then, once we've said, God, it's about you, then we say, give us our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us. Notice your, 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 us, us, us. There are some things that you need to offer God first before you begin making requests of him. And so there's this pattern for prayer. And basically, I want to make this easy for you to remember and put into practice today and this week. There are four kinds of prayer that Jesus teaches us here, okay? And these four prayers can be prayed at any time. And here's a little memory device. Here's an acrostic for how you can remember it. It's the word ACTS, A-C-T-S, an acrostic whose letters stand for adoration. God, you're amazing. Wow, you're incredible. Confession, Lord, I'm sorry. Here's the sins in my life. I need forgiveness. T for thanksgiving. God, you answered prayers. I thank you for this, my health, my family. And then finally, S for supplication, which is just a fancy way of saying, God, would you supply my needs? I I need help here. So we start our prayers with worshiping God. Then we confess our sins. And then, and then actually we give thanks for all that he's done. And then finally we say, God, I need, I need help. And that, that's the most of the prayers that most of us have been praying. So I'm going to shift ours a little bit today. Your God box has probably been mainly supplication, prayers of petition. God, I need a job. God, I want a spouse. God, heal my marriage. Those are all very good prayers. But are you balanced? Have you spent time actually worshiping God, thanking him for who he is and what he's done in your life? And so here's the deal. I'm going to make this super simple for you today, right? Here's the interactive part. As a boy, I learned this ACTS acronym um, in, uh, in Sunday school. But I was like, I never use these words in real life. Maybe you're like, hmm, I feel a great deal of adoration for you, you know? <laughs> or like, let me give you a, a request of supplication. You don't the churchy terms. And so what we want to do is put these into very easy words that a fourth grader could understand. And they're on the front of your program today. Do you see them there? Take a look. I actually, on my program, I colored them in and you can do that right now. We oriented this series around these four different kinds of prayers and you see them here. Adoration is basically simply saying, wow, God, you are awesome. I'm blown away by who you are and what you've done for me. Then you have sorry, which is simply the heart of confession. Asking God for forgiveness is one of the prime reasons we come to God. We appropriate Jesus' blood on the cross over our sins. Thanks is simply a shortened version of thanksgiving. And then you have help! (laughs) Exclamation point. That's the prayer of need. It's the one that comes most naturally when we're in trouble. God, help! My kid in school needs help, right? You see them on your bulletin cover? You can color these in if you want. But these follow the ancient pattern of prayer that Jesus teaches his followers here in Matthew. Wow, sorry, thanks, and help. Prayers of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, 
and supplication or petition. And here's where your part comes in. Today, as I talk about these, I'm going to tell you prayers that I prayed this week. And God is going to bring to your mind things he's done in your life this week. And when that happens, I want you to write down in your notes different prayers as we go. Was there something that happened this week that made you say, wow, a blessing in your family's life that you need to thank God for? Is there a sin that you need to repent and confess to God today? Where do you need help in life? I want you to write this down on the back of your notes today. Does everyone have a a page of notes? If you don't have notes today, raise your hand and our ushers will pass them out. A few hands up. All of our campuses, just raise your hand up. They'll pass a page of notes. And there's blank spots in there for you to pray. Write down one or two lines of these kinds of prayers as we work through these. Now, let me open my prayer box as our ushers are passing out the notes. In fact, we're kind of using this. This is my daughter's prayer box. We're using this for our our family's prayers. And I'm going to share with you just a prayer that I wrote uh, this week that God answered in a huge way. Um, Honestly, this was one of those help prayers seven days ago. Here's what I wrote. Dear God, in only 11 hours, we opened the doors to our fourth campus and first building at Mountainside. Abba, I'm nervous. (laughs) I was freaking out. Um, will people come? Will we have enough volunteers? Will the parking work? Help! I really was. I was feeling like a lot of anxiety about it. I know I appear confident at times, but like sometimes I get really nervous. And so what I said is I, I just wrote, God, I release these needs to you. Would you just pour out your power and love that those who come would love deeply, worship passionately, and serve selflessly? Only you know the outcome. <laughs> I simply ask that we'd be humble, fruitful, and faithful with this awesome gift we've been given. That was my prayer seven days ago on the eve of Mountainside's grand opening. Did God answer that prayer? You have no idea. at Mountainside. That was absolutely incredible. God's faithfulness continues to all generations. I don't want you to miss what God did here. This, this is basically my prayers, by gosh, for the last few days have just literally been thanks. I wrote, thanks God for blowing up 
mountainside in a good way, um, and, and blowing my mind. That's really true. I mean, we've got to thank God for answered prayer. This is important part of the God box experience. It's not just pouring out, God, I need you to do all this. But when you see him move in a powerful way, you bring thanks to the cross. You say, God, you are more powerful. You can do more than we ask or imagine. Amen. That's what he did at Mountainside. I don't want you to miss what happened in the life of our church. Um, You know, when the Mountainside seniors voted to donate their building to Liquid, there were 29 people at that service. And last Sunday, we had over 1,300 people pour through the doors to worship Jesus Christ. That's incredible. They were packed with families. Our our overall attendance at all campuses was up about 1,000 people. So these were new people. These are teens, toddlers, curious neighbors. All four services flooded with folks just praising God for this rebirth. Some snapshots that are burned in my head that I'll never forget. I'm thanking God for the senior members uh, who were there serving and welcoming new friends to worship. That's Dr. Greg Haig. He was senior pastor of Mountainside Chapel for 20 years, and he's serving with a T-shirt on. We thank God for all the members there. Pastor Mike kicked off the service in, uh, in flip-flops. Um, somebody pray for a pair of shoes for that guy. You know, it's like... The next generation making a difference in family ministry. I even got to change a diaper at the 4 o'clock service. My wife was like, that is a miracle. That's an act of God. Why didn't I pray for this nine years earlier, right? I mean, that's kind of like, I want to thank all of you volunteers, by the way, who do this every week. You guys are truly my heroes. Um, At the grand opening, I was approached by a senior member of Mountainside in her 70s. And she said, can I just talk to you for a minute? She saw her grandchildren all sitting in the front row for worship. And then they were running around outside afterwards. And she said, Pastor Tim, she goes, it's, it's not my kind of music. She goes, but that's not why I'm crying. <laughs> she goes, I'm crying because I got to witness a miracle. She said, in my generation. She says, I'm not going to be here a lot longer, but I got to see God's power and goodness in the land of the living. And I, I started crying because, so Mountainside, understand this right now. You are literally sitting inside of a miracle. Do you understand that? that the, God answered a very simple prayer, and it's evidence of his ability to do more than we ask or imagine. That's what Paul says in Ephesians. We ask one thing, but God has a different dream, and he blows us away. So what prayer of thanks can you write right now for something God did in your life this week? If you just had to say, God, I, I saw you move. I'm going to take a moment right now to write that down. Write it in your notes, and you'll be able to, to stick that in your God box when you get home today. Maybe it was something you were anxious or nervous about, or you were worried or fearful, and then God rocked your socks, right? Here's what Philippians 4 says. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. That's the first part, but now let's read this together. And don't forget to what? Thank him for his answers. This is about thanking the Lord right now today. Where has his power or his love showed up in your life? Write that quick prayer of thanks and then put that in your prayer box because we want to we wanna see, God, where are the blessings in your life with your family? Maybe it's just your, your, your health or something going on in your work. I thank God for extra volunteers. We were praying for that, you know, at Mountainside. The 4 and 6 o'clock service, we're like, we need more volunteers to serve all these families. And I want to thank you because you were the answer to those prayers. Volunteers from Morristown, Nutley, New Brunswick, you said, I'll serve in the morning there, and I'm going to come serve at, in the evening these new people. You answered that, that call, and I want to thank you for that. One volunteer at Mountainside, she said to me, Tim, I've been praying for four years that my husband would come to church someday. She said, I kind of have given up hope, but I just, you were talking about being persistent. And so I'm just being persistent, and I'm, I'm praying. And you know what? Her husband walks in on, on Sunday morning to service for the first time. And she goes, he took a God box, and he's writing prayers and putting it in. 
I go, I prayed for four years. And so, yeah, I'm giving God big thanks for this, okay? So the question is, what are you thankful, thanking God for today? Right now, write that down, all right? Now, what I want to do right now is draw a contrast between a prayer of thanks and the prayer of wow. Wow is about adoration, and it's different than thanksgiving. In fact, most people kind of get them confused because they think they're the same thing. But thanks is really saying, God, I saw you do something, and that's what I'm worshiping you for. But wow is just saying, God, I'm just worshiping you for who you are. You're awesome. I'm blown away by you. It's about worship. And so what I want to do is invite Pastor Jason out to really explain what this means, because I think all our campuses get kind of confused about this, and what role does even worship have in your prayer life? So, Jason, tell us a little bit about incorporating worship into our prayers. Yeah, definitely. There's a huge difference sometimes, and I realize we're all at different stages and different journeys in our relationship with God, but one very important thing, two things actually come to mind. One is that God is amazing, right? Even us being here and us breathing, like all the things that have to come together in order for that to happen is a miracle of life for us to even be here. The scriptures talk about how the heavens and the earth declare God's glory. You guys have seen things in creation where your only response is like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And then secondly, what God has done for us is just amazing, like unexplainable. In Romans, it says, when we were still sinners and had nothing to do with God, yet he still died for us. So He's amazing, absolutely majestic and mysterious, but yet he's also very tangible, and he sent his one and only son to die for us. And so that just causes us just to bring adoration into his presence. Now, it's funny because what you don't know is that even though Jason is the worship pastor over all our campuses at Liquid, at first, when you became a Christian, you looked at worship a little bit like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. Tell us about this. Kind of interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was first invited to church in my family, we didn't grow up in church. And so when I came in, I just stood in the back and I watched. And they had, you know, instruments and, and, and loud music. I had never even seen that before, you know. And people were raising their hands and they were clapping and singing. And I remember I even got like, my palms were sweaty, you know, and I was like hot. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm in a cult. Like, this is super weird. <laughs> there are people right now thinking that, okay? Yeah. Just being acknowledged. I see you. <laughs> You know, they kept looking up, and I was like, who's there? Like, who, what are they singing to? What? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, you know? weird. And, and so here's, here's, the, here's where the divide is, because I was unfamiliar with God. Yeah. You know, and so it didn't do anything for me yet. You know, like if all yeah. of us went to a Dallas Cowboys game. Right. You know, we'd just sit there and be like, uh. Right. You know, while people are screaming and going crazy because they're excited about the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Really? So, but, yeah. you know, those of you who go to a Giants game or a Jets game, you're flipping out, you're going crazy. So adoration isn't very far from our daily lives, yes. is it? No, you know, we not, get with crazy. The, not with the Giants. Exactly. They're, they're actually in saying? a lot of people's God box right now. That's like... So we completely understand it, but it's when we familiarize ourselves with God, who he is, what he's done for us, you can't help but to bring adoration into your life for God. This happens for me most naturally is when I'm out in creation and see something that I just go, wow. You know, you talk about the the rocks and the stones crying out. On Wednesday night, we're driving our kids. We're going out for dinner, and we see this neon pink sunset. Did you guys see this on on Wednesday night? It was unbelievable, right? We, you're outside. Yeah, I just, we just pulled over like, wow. And literally, is that, oh, my God. It's in a positive way. It's, God, you are incredible. You are an amazing yeah. creator. If, you, if you're new to New Jersey, by the way, you're like, you know, what's the big deal? Um, when we see this, we usually think chemical mishap, okay? So when it's like a naturally occurring thing, we say, wow, God, this is incredible. And, and, and when you think about that, that's the heart of most of the Psalms. 
You know, King David, he wasn't just a king. He actually was a worship leader, and he wrote a lot of psalms. In fact, in Psalm 19, he says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And you know this when you get out in the woods or you see the foliage. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. You see the stars in the sky. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In other words, creation is saying, wow, God is bigger, he's more powerful, he's your creator, and look what he's doing. He does gratuitous displays of beauty all the time mm. that we don't even see. So we get to Charlie Brown's where we're going for dinner, and you know, everyone goes through their rope prayers like, you know, God is great, God is good, bless his food. And I was like, no, no, no. We're going to pray a wow prayer right now, okay? We're gonna, and we thank God for that neon pink sunset. So here's my question. What is a wow prayer you could write right now, today, and say, you know what, here's something that I can just say, wow, God, for who you are and what you've done, I just see you as powerful. I'm thanking God for this sunset. That's, that was my wow prayer. And, and Jason has something kind of fun today. He is going to give you, on the way out, on behalf of all of our worship teams, something that is going to help you incorporate worship into your prayers this week. Tell us about that. Yeah, one of the things too, when I was first began a relationship with Christ, I would just lock myself in my room and just play the guitar and start to sing worship songs. And what so connected me with God in that is that music and worship is is pretty much, it's it's lyrical, it's mobile theology. And so if you notice, as you're reading some of the the song lyrics that we sing in the morning, it's basically scripture, and we just put it to tunes, and that helps you memorize scripture. It helps get it in your mind and declare it together. And it just helps elevate you and your relationship with God. And so today, as everybody leaves, we're very excited to give this gift to you. These are songs that I have written that just came off my last album. And I want to give them to all of you to help with your God Box experience through this series. Basically, there are four songs and there's a fifth bonus song. But each of the songs coincide with the prayers that we've been talking about today and even through this whole God Box series. And so a lot of the songs are right from scripture that you'll see and you'll listen to. So what you're going to do is... As you get this God box card, the songs are identified on one side, and then the URL is on the back. You go to that URL, and the only thing that we ask is you share it one time. And we actually even did this, this process for you. So it's gonna your, your social media sites are going to pop up, and you click whether you want to share it on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We just want to share the wealth and give people an opportunity to connect with God as well. Soon as you share it, boom, it's free, it's yours, it's downloaded, uploaded to wherever you want it to go. And you can take it on the road, and even you and I can just hang out all day, yeah. you know, in our worship prayers and just talking. It's a really, really cool opportunity. So take advantage of that on your way out this week. So four free songs to kind of download using your prayer time this week to kind of enrich that. For you, I know creation is a big part of it. What's on the cover of your God box? I saw that uh, this week. Yeah, so one of the huge things, I grew up at the beach, and so I love surfing. I've been surfing since <laughs> I was like two years old. And one of my life goals was to go to Hawaii and surf the North Shore. And so on our to celebrate our fifth year anniversary, we went to Hawaii and got to surf the North Shore. So on my God box, I just look at it, and I immediately just go into therapy, you know, that I'm just in the water and in that <laughs> tube. God lives in that barrel, you know, and I connect with them that way. So it's just a reminder, just a cool way to remind Hey, I want to pray. I want to connect with God right now. We have a special announcement this morning for all of our campuses. We are going to be hosting a culminating event of this God Box series at our new campus at Mountainside, but it's for 
every campus to come to. In fact, six nights, tell us about this special event. Yes, we are, oh my gosh, so thrilled for you to be a part of this. You're not going to want to miss this, so mark your calendars. Every Sunday morning, we want to provide an environment for you to connect with God in this way. That's why we sing songs in the morning. It's not just, you know, to fill space at all and get ready for the message. It all comes together. We lift songs of praise and scriptures to, to help lift our spirits and connect with God. And so this is an opportunity for us to take that even further. So these are six nights of prayer and worship? Six nights, prayer and worship. You only need to come to one. We're going to do the same night, but we want to be able to have everybody have an opportunity to experience this. So go on liquidchurch.com, sign up for one of those nights, but don't come alone. Please don't come alone. Invite a friend, take your life group with you, your family. It's going to be an amazing time. We're going to have Uh, expressions of worship too, like communion. We're going to have a confession wall, just different kind of interactive, uh, long extended worship times. And it's going to be a memorable experience. We put this in your notes. You don't have to write it all down, but it's October 21st through 23rd. And then the 28th through the 30th, those are Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. And you can just, again, go online. They're free tickets. We just need to reserve them. So we know how many people are coming because we expect most of them to kind of sell out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Can we thank Pastor Jason and our worship teams at all our campuses? We love you guys. And thank you, man. That's awesome. We're excited to see kind of worship go to the next level here. And we'll give you your download card on the way out today. But here's my question right now. What prayer of wow, of worship, prayer of adoration do you need to, to pray today? Scripture says if we fail to praise God, the rocks and the stones are going to cry out. And, uh, and this is an important part this week of balancing out your prayer life the way Jesus talks about here. Now, here's the deal. Watch. Once you have prayed prayers of wow and thanks, adoration and thanksgiving, you're finally ready to make um, some prayer, prayers and really move on to sorry. The prayer of confession that Jesus says, this is the center of the Lord's prayer. Did you notice that? Forgiveness is central to your prayer life. He says, forgive us our debts or our sins, our trespasses, as we forgive those who sin against us. In other words, are there failings in your life that you need to confess uh, to God? You need to ask God's forgiveness for that thing you said to your spouse, the way you treated a coworker, the, 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 the words you used, or impure thoughts. The reason forgiveness is central to your daily prayers is because it's the essence of our relationship with God. God has no part with us unless we go to the cross where Jesus said, I'm going to pay for your sins with my blood. And we say, God, I receive right now the blood of Christ that cleanses me on the inside from all of my sin. Understand forgiveness is not a one-time occurrence. It is a daily need in your daily life. It is hourly for some of you, uh, if I can be so bold to say that. And I want to tell you about a, a sorry prayer, actually, that I prayed Last week, and this is kind of a vulnerable thing. I'm just going to put it out there. I'll be honest here. Um, there was a, I was praying. I put in my God box. I put verses, too, that, I, that God speaks to me through. I put Psalm 139. This is a prayer that David prays. He says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. He's saying, God, would you inspect me? Try me, know my thoughts, my inner world. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And most times we think, well, you know, I'm not wicked. You know, I mean, I got some, you know, issues, but I'm not wicked, right? You know? And so I'm meditating on this and I write this down, put it in my prayer box. And I started thinking about this. I was like, you know, God search me, know my thoughts, know everything that goes on and parts that people don't see. Cause I have the time I'm not even aware of it. And I get home late on Thursday nights from rehearsal. Basically we just kind of set all this stuff up cause we got media and we kind of go through what's going to happen on Sunday and ask God, would you just like kind of saturate us in scripture and release your spirit? So I get home, though, crazy late, like 2 or 3 a.m. at times. Um, our, our media team is here. We go through everything, and we put it to bed. 
But here's the deal. When I get home at like 2 or 3 in the morning, I'm actually not wiped. You'd think I'd be totally tired. I'm like totally energized uh, by, by preaching, and I also had a latte at 10 p.m., which was, <laughs> which was ill-advised. So I get home. I'm like fired up, and I go through my little routine. I get like a little bit of cereal, you know, and I go to the TV room to watch Sports Center. That's kind of like how I like kind of wind down, right? So I'm flipping through the channels at 3 a.m. Do you know what is on TV at 3 a.m.? There's some cray-cray stuff, okay? There's like, it's teeth whiteners. It's like, jiggle this thing, and you're going to like be, you know, big and buff and everything. And so I'm flipping through to Sports Center, and I'm flipping through um, the, the, the cable channel Showtime. We don't get Showtime. About a couple months ago, it just came on free on our cable package. And I was like, are we paying for this? And Kyle's like, no, we're just getting it, I guess, because we've been cable customers for a while. So I'm flipping through to Sports Center. I flip on Showtime at 3 a.m. Do you know what's on, on Showtime at 3 a.m.? Adult movies. I mean, as in, as in two adults doing adult things without adult clothes, all right? I'm, listen, but I'm flipping through, and let me tell you, can we just, honest moment, because I'm a pastor, but I'm also just a man, and so, like, I'm flipping through, and I'm like, what is this infomercial, you know? Like, I've, uh, and I was, like, paralyzed. I literally was like, this wasn't just like, oh, look, a boob. This is like, what is happening here? No, I'm just, can we be honest? Let's just be honest. And I'm like, what? And I was just frozen. I want to tell you, like, within two seconds, I flipped over to Sports Center. It took me a good 30, 45 seconds because all of a sudden, all my defenses are down. I'm vulnerable. And then I snapped, and I'm like, wait a minute. I was just in God's word about 20 minutes ago saying, Holy Spirit, would you speak to my heart? Would you, would you help me lead this church? And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, the flesh just hits me. And guys, that, understand, it is a battle. God disappears to lust-filled eyes. And, and so I, I snap forward and go to Sports Center and everything, and I watch the Giants highlights, and, and it's like another form of pornography. And I watch, the Giants, <laughs> I watch the Giants highlights, but I just snap it off, and I go to bed and everything, and I, you know, I, I, I brush my teeth, kiss the kids, I, I get into bed. And honestly, I just felt filthy, like just sprayed with mud. Do you ever feel like that when you watch TV? Like, just, like I just got spattered in mud. And, I'm, and so I'm like, God, Try me. Know my thoughts here, God. You know my heart. My heart is not to allow filth and pollution into my house. And so I actually started just praying, God, I, I confess my sins. Would you purify my mind? And then I thought about my kids. And I'm like, God, would you actually protect my family? I mean, what if, what if my kids had been flipping through the channel? For heaven's sake, well, how did this get in our house? And I start getting pretty angry about this, okay, because that's what godly repentance does. And what's amazing is I put this sorry prayer in, God, purify my mind, protect our kids. And God started speaking to me. This is very important. At first, it was just a sense of relief because it says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. He'll cleanse us. He'll purify us from all unrighteousness. But then the next morning, God was like, so what are you going to do about it? See, I prayed and told God I was sorry. I asked him, I said, purify my mind and protect my family. And God said, good, you you are forgiven. But now what are you going to do about it? Because true repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry, it's taking action. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm going to, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to cancel showtime. And so I call up Verizon Fios. And let me tell you, the devil works at Verizon. I'll just be honest. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, telecom people. I call up Verizon, and I'm like, I'm like, I know the telecom people are going to email me. I'm sorry. I call them, and I said, you know what? I said, I, I, I want to cancel Showtime. And they said, oh, well, sir, Showtime is free. It's our gift to you. I said, what do you mean it's your gift? He goes, you're not paying for it. We just gave it to you as a reward for being a loyal customer. I was like, okay, so let me get this straight. I pay you, and then you pump pornography into my house, 
And he's like, well, we don't call it that, sir. I was like, well, that's what it is. It's just like I got this sewer pipe just kind of pouring into my house, so I want you to cancel showtime. And he goes, well, sir, don't, we don't want you to be extreme. I go, it's extreme? He goes, well, you have the extreme package. I go, let me tell you about extreme. I got an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old son who I'm trying to raise to honor God. And actually, I want them to honor Christ. And so if I have to cut the cable, I'll cut the cable. So I got a little, I got a little fired up, you can tell. And the guy's like, can I upgrade your internet? You know, he's just like, he doesn't know what to do with this. And he goes, you know what? It's going to require actually cutting a lot of your cable channels because we can't just cut one. We've got to cut about 20 of them. And some of them were ones that I watch, like the hockey network. I'm like, my hockey highlights, ah. Colleen's like, we watch Homeland. Is that God? It's gone to. And, but, I, but God's like, how sorry are you? Are you repentant? Do you really want me to purify your mind and protect your family? Because if your right eye causes you to sin, I say, gouge it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Will you cut the cable, Tim? And so I cut it. Snip. Because you know what? To lead this generation, God help this generation. This is a culture that is growing darker and more vile and coarser by the day. And you got to take radical action sometimes because you pray about one thing and God says, I'm going to answer it and I'm going to up the ante and tell you something else. And the question is, will you be ruthless enough to radically obey me? Will you do it? Or will you just compromise and come up and say, oh, Lord, forgive me, but I'm just going to pretty much go on doing what I want. God says, I'm not going to hear your prayer. When you come to this cross, you look what Jesus Christ did. My son didn't die, so we just kind of, you know, oh, it's okay. Are you repenting? Are you saying, God, pour out your power in my life and my family? So let me ask you this question. What do you have to say sorry for today in word and deed? What, what a radical action might you have to take in this God box experiment to say, God, my whole heart is yours, whatever it costs me. Maybe there's a situation at work where, where you're tempted right now to kind of fudge the numbers or compromise in a slight way that no one would judge or even know. But this is that moment today, right now. You write that sorry prayer right now. We're going to have a time of prayer and confession in just a couple minutes at all of your campuses. And this is a moment just to release and tell God what he already knows about your life. See, each of us is three people. There's the one we think we are. There's the one other people think we are. And then there's the one that God knows we are. And that's what a prayer of confession is about. It's about saying, search my heart, know my thoughts, know everything about me, God, and you have full access to change the parts of me that are inconsistent with a life of integrity. Once you have done that, it leads to the final prayer, help. And that is, that is, that is one we get. Our kids need help. Our families need help. Where do you need the Holy Spirit's help in your life today? I know my God box, it's overflowing, you know, with all sorts of, you know, there's health requests. I'm praying for a couple of friends of mine. Their marriages are really going through tough times. I'm like, God, restore their marriage. They need help. Where do you need God's help most? These can be material needs. Give us our daily bread. We need, you know, a job, whatever the things is to provide. They can be spiritual protection. That's what I was basically praying for when you think about it. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from showtime. You understand? Even salvation. I received a heartbreaking request this week on Thursday by a father in this congregation. He wrote this. He said, Tim, please pray for my 19-year-old daughter. She tried to take her life last night. She took 10 Vicodin and is in the ICU. That is a serious cry for help. And I pass that prayer request right on to our campus prayer teams. That's what we do with every prayer request you give. Our campus prayer teams pray for them. And in fact, today, right now at our campuses, would you come forward, prayer teams? Because their heart is to pray for you. It is to stand in prayer 
with you, agreeing, thanking God for what he's doing, worshiping God, helping, confessing our sins one to another. Did you know that's what James 5 says? It says, is any of you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the leaders of the church. That's what our prayer teams are. They just want to pray for you and over you. And it says, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Some of you are struggling with chronic diseases. I'm going to talk about unanswered prayer next week. But it says the Lord will raise them up. And if they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Sometimes I always wondered, because I always thought confession was about, oh, I just talked to God myself. But then I see here in James, it says, confess your sins to each other. And what? Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is what? Powerful and effective. There's power when two or three of God's family members come together and pray in Jesus' name. And that's what we're doing this morning. I'm going to invite you to come forward to the cross. That's what we're doing. We're, we're giving our, our prayers and our petitions to the cross. We're asking Jesus for forgiveness. We're praising God for who he is. At our last service, someone came ripping down the middle aisle. I was like, oh, they got some big stuff going on. And they were like, I was here praying last week, and God answered my prayer. I was praying for this job. interview. I got the job on Monday. It was incredible. If you have a prayer of praise or thanks, you come forward, and we're going to praise God together. It's not just requests. But if there's a confessional moment, maybe there's a sin you've been carrying and you're like, I got shame, I got guilt. I've prayed to God, but I don't feel his forgiveness. I'm going to put God's hand on you and we declare you forgiven in Jesus' name. This could be a powerful moment for you. So all of our campuses right now, would you bow your heads right now? I'm going to pray and then you come forward for prayer. Jesus, we thank you that you are here in your present. Where two or three are gathered in your name, you are here in the middle of us. And we praise you for the Holy Spirit. Praise God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, which purifies us of all of our sin, which sets us in God's family forever, which, Lord, we are objects right now of your love and your compassion. You have tenderness and understanding. Jesus, you were tempted in every way as we are, and yet you are without sin. And so I ask right now, would you just pour your Holy Spirit, give strength, supernatural strength to your people as we come forward for prayer. Father, we pray right now as your son Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.